right, here we go with episode 48 of Beers in the Lot, Stanley Cup edition. Guess what we talked about this episode? That's right, Jack Eichel. And yeah, Tampa won. But let's get to it. It's time for beers. This beer needs to be poured. Oh, you have to pour with this. With gloves on, sir. <laughs> with white gloves. I wish I had my white gloves. White gloves. I'm going to drink it the same way the Tampa Bay Lightning are, as quick and as furious got as possible. Got my white gloves on. Oh, you got your white gloves. Pouring the beer. <laughs> oh, he's got his white gloves. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, your white gloves. Hang on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hold that up. Hold that up. <laughs> <laughs> on. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> I I had to d- make do with the uh I had like two pair of white gloves in my in my garage. <laughs> I'm like these are the only things I have. So I put them on and they like both ripped. <laughs> so I had to like well, piece them together. Well, I guess for anyone guessing then uh all four of us have the exact same beer courtesy of a good uh buddy of our GP up in the Great White North. Uh he was able to deliver it to an undisclosed location here stateside. We were able to secure these. <laughs> a dead <laughs> drop. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like a call call of duty drop zone. Um like a care package. Uh Molson Canadian. The, he sent it via drone. Yeah, via drone. <laughs> The Molson Canadian Limited Edition Stanley Cup batch. That is what we were all drinking this evening. It is delightful. That was that was poured over the Stanley Cup during the brewing pot process. Therefore, we are drinking beer out of the Stanley Cup, just like the Stanley Cup champion Tampa Bay Lightning are probably doing right now. <laughs> Somewhere in Tampa as they <laughs> terror. As they terrorized the town a night after they defeated the Montreal Canadiens. And the local waterways. <laughs> yes. Let the summer of violence continue. Yeah, summer of violence continues. <laughs> hey, Aaron, are you drinking out of the cup? I am drinking out of the cup. Are you drinking huh. out of the cup? I am drinking out of the cup. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> Huh. What's funny is that we are all drink. I assume we're all John drinking out of our beers in the lot cups as well. John's Glasses. went straight from the bottle. Glasses. You know. yes. All right. Fine. I'm he that didn't guy. Even a bottle opener. <laughs> yeah, I had to struggle for a bottle opener. Delayed drinking this for yeah. 15 minutes. Yeah. Not a team. My- <laughs> not a team guy. Yeah. <laughs> I have I have like two flasks and a really nice like uh pouring apparatus for bourbon that measures everything. But for beer, like if it's not in a can, I have no way to drink it. I have to like scrounge for a bottle opener because I'm <laughs> six. Um yeah. so uh, but anyway, uh anyone have any closing thoughts on the Stanley Cup final from last night? Yeah, went about as expected, honestly. I thought the game was good. Game was a good game. Yeah, it was a good game. 1-0. That's good. Didn't want either team to win, but... Yeah, I agree. <laughs> it's, o- it's over now. Let the summer begin. It doesn't work that way, Daniel. <laughs> Maybe the NBA. Maybe the NBA, they could just take away championships and stuff. Just overturn but... them, yeah. Yeah, they overturn them years after, but... 
they award trophies in the National Hockey League. I'm going to audit the, all the missed calls from that game. <laughs> I will say the salt is so real from the Montreal fans. And Ugh. you're hearing it all over the place. It's like, oh, it's two asterisk cups for them. One bubble cup, one shortened season cup with weird divisions. They don't really count. Like, I'm sure you guys would say the same thing if you want. 18 million over the cap. Well, hey, let's mil- Yeah. <laughs> let's talk about the shortened season with weird divisions. Did the Montreal Canadiens benefit or not benefit from being in the North, quote unquote, Canada division? And and only playing those teams and only having to win two series against teams that they had seen all throughout that short season to get mm-hmm. to the semifinal and then, you know, work hard to get through Vegas, obviously. But like, did they not benefit from that? So yeah, complain complain about the short season. Go ahead. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but they, no, they said that it's, people were saying that at the beginning of the season when the divisions were unveiled. It's like this means that Canada is going to have a free trip to the third round. Like right. they've been on a third round, a, a third round drought. I'm not sure how many years it is, but they had no trips to the finals in a very long time. Well, oh five when Carolina won it, that was at Edmonton, Vancouver twenty, Vancouver. What year did Boston win the cup? Twenty eleven. They play Vancouver, so they've had sprinkles. But you know what, though, like Montreal beat—it's kind of a drought, though. Three really, I mean, you know what they did, but Montreal still, at the end of the day, beat three really good teams to get to the cup. Like you could say whatever you want, eh, they play in a Canadian division, blah blah blah. They still had to get out of it. But I would also say, you know, Tampa going back to back. These were two really hard seasons. Say whatever you want about them being short, etc. You heard all the stuff that happened with players in the bubble where they just weren't happy and it was just total groundhog day. So like mentally, a lot of the guys kind of checked out to some extent. And then this year with all the, you know, the weird travel schedule, kind of the home, you know, home requirements where they really wanted you to, you know, do your part, stay indoors, all that stuff. And then even playoffs, you know, a lot of the same stuff. So I kind of, you know, everyone's going to say it was easy and they're $18 million over the cap. So what? But I would argue these two Stanley Cups are really hard to win. A lot harder than a normal season, minus, you know, the the tax of the, you know, extra 30-some games you play in the regular season. Mentally, I think it was a lot tougher to stay checked in and locked in that entire time, especially Tampa this year. Like, they won a cup in the bubble. Like, they probably were going to go to the playoffs, but to be that focused throughout. And I think they were more dominant this year than they were last year in the playoffs in general. The only team that really gave them a what a run was the Islanders was it they're 14 and 0 the game after losing like that's unbeatable if you win every time that you lose like you win the next game after you lose one I, you're gonna win a cup I mean the only way that you lose the, in that situation if you're gonna win every time that you've lost the game previous the only way is for the you to lose game one and so if you win game one and you keep that unbeaten after a loss record then you win the cup i think that's all it is to it <laughs> so you so you want so easy aaron, formula right aaron, i figured <laughs> i figured out how aaron's gonna coach we're gonna lose game one but then win every game after you know vice versa and then we're gonna let the team do everything else but 
we're going to touch the puck at the last second and score when the team makes a mistake. All right, I figured out your strategy. <laughs> if it wins the game, it's the winning strategy. And it was better yeah, than yeah, your yeah, opponents. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. anyway. Oh, gosh. I digress. Yeah, I digress. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Remove the senator from West Virginia, please. I don't think... <laughs> You're out of order, sir. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think you could asterisk them. I mean, every team going into both seasons, they all had the same opportunity mm-hmm. to to win the cup. I mean, they all had the same amount of games. You know, they played different opponents. Yeah. I mean, uh, you might say that it was a weaker division, but I mean, it was a division that had, you know, McDavid and had Toronto with uh that stacked stable and i mean i i no i don't i don't think you can asterisk them at all i think it was no, uh, definitely not yeah. yeah i agree i mean the only the only possible argument for an asterisk on this this cup is the salary cap thing that's the only po- and that's still a stretch i it mean it was already done it's though. been said before all the teams signed the same cba like anybody anybody could have done this but whatever you know and Multiple teams do it. Multiple teams do it. And, and they, they do it. Yeah. And they and they did it in the season, not for the whole season for two players, but like for stretches of the season, they would put guys on LTIR if they were banged up, get them some rest, get them healed up, recapture some of that money. You know, like it's this isn't they they all know what they're doing. They all have some sort of like salary mm-hmm. cap specialist on staff in the hockey ops department and they all know what the rules are and they all know what they're doing. So, and com- complain John about mentioned it. it. Right. Yeah. And John mentioned it a couple podcasts ago where Vegas had to play with some guys with a shortened bench because of cap issues. Yeah. Like that's a team that's not managing their cap properly. Whereas Tampa Bay is doing it the right way. So Everybody's following the same rules. It's not, it shouldn't be an argument. Oh, and the other thing, Tampa still had to win. They still had to win to get in without those guys. And Mm -hmm. also say whatever the hell you want. They got in that spot and then they came back. I mean, yeah. Can't complain about that. Yeah. Tyler Johnson for Tampa and Corey Perry were both on the waiver slash taxi squad list multiple times this year due to salary cap reasons. If any team, you know, had an issue with it, they could have not only, oh, pick those guys up or, you know, do it themselves. Vegas, unfortunately, I think they had more issues with injury because they couldn't bring guys up due to max contracts. They they are in a cap pickle, yes, but it's a little different than the long-term IR solution that Tampa found because they're, they're a little more uh, light on contract deals. Um, but Tampa too, like they're going to have players come up in the next couple of years and they drafted a lot of the guys that are on that roster too. That's the other thing they drafted really well and they develop players. John Cooper said it on the ice right after they got the cup and the guys were skating it around. He said it on the ice. I don't know what reporter he was talking to, but he said, you know, we all, we didn't talk about it publicly, but all of us you know, on the team, on the coaching staff, and all the players know that next year, this roster is going to look a lot different. We are not going to all be together again like we were these last two years. So 
if we were going to do it, we had to do it now. And so they all understood that they were fortunate, you know, to, to still be in that situation and they found motivation from it. So, you know, complain about it. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to hear it. The one, the one thing, yeah, the one thing I will say about Tampa though, and I, I kind of, I like, you kind of go back and look at like those failures that they had, especially the, you know, the first round sweep they had to Columbus that year, they were this run and gun team. They scored a ton of goals, you know, say whatever you want about them defensively. So in the off season, what they do, they all made a commitment. Hey, we're still going to score a ton of goals, which they do, but we we're going to learn how to play and figure out how to shut down teams when it matters. And the last two years they won a cup. So, so they were able to retool slash figure a new system out almost with the same personnel they've had. So it kind of makes you think some of those teams now that, you know, I, I hate saying Edmonton, Toronto, Avalanche, I don't think they're in that conversation yet. Give them maybe two more years and then you can kind of start pointing more fingers at the guys and the personnel and everything else. But that's a really good case study in taking what you have retooling and then adjusting for variables that you either can control or stuff you can control. Because I don't think the Tampa Bay team of two and three years ago was going to win multiple 2-1 or 1-0 games, especially in elimination games. Game seven, I know Pittsburgh and the Caps took care of them when they went on to win their cups in game sevens. I think there's a adversity aspect to that too where I think championship caliber teams um, they have to kind of go through that arc of, you know, they're really good in not playoff situations, and then there's expectations going into playoffs, and and then they face some adversity uh, for several years, and then they break through, right? And and you see it like in the NHL, you see it in baseball, you see it in basketball, you see it in all. All you know, elite level sports, really, where you have to go through those walls to to get to the other side and and get your championships, right? And part of it might be getting extremely close, but not not right? pulling it off, right? Like that's you see that all the time. I mean, you know, we we just mentioned the Islanders earlier, right? Think about them they they were eliminated by Tampa. The last two seasons with Tampa going on to the cup final and winning, right? And they're that close, right? They're 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 that close to the cup final and they get eliminated by the eventual winner the last two years. You know, maybe there's some moves that they can make or some things that they can look at and how they approach the game or or tactically um you know, play the game that can help them get over that hump and, you know, get past Tampa or get past whatever that, that thing is that, that they just can't get to the, the final. I mean, you saw that with Tampa, even like Tampa, <laughs> Tampa lost to Pittsburgh and to, to the caps in a, yeah. a conference final. And with Pittsburgh, it was Bishop went down on the first play and they had to play Vasilevsky. But Vasilevsky has now turned into their just ridiculous 
Uh, Con Smythe winning goaltender. I mean, uh, they he went from a backup to the guy, and I can't imagine that they'd have it any other way at this point. He, he also makes ten him, so. ten million bucks. <laughs> well, yeah, he's not a backup anymore. Yeah, this makes about ten. Yeah, maybe maybe they needed to get to the conference final and have it get really close and and with the caps at least to, to seven games i forget how many the pens had him with but seven they, brian they got Russ that got close two. we had seven too yeah, oh, yeah seven brian yeah. Russ. so got maybe two. they they had to go seven games in the conference final with two powerhouse teams in the east and then they probably learned something from these things and were like hey we got to get some different guys in move some pieces around change things up just like you said you, you got to hit the adversity and then then you make your way did you guys see that thing about Kalorn? How oh, yeah. He broke, broke fibula. his fibula, yeah. had a rod inserted into his leg. He skated warm-ups in game four. He wanted to play. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but an- another cool thing about that is um, the, uh, that guy, uh, Colton, came in for him, and he's the one who scored the, uh, the game winner. Yeah. USA. Yeah. Really cool story. Yeah. And Matthew Joseph played pretty well when he came in too. Had a he had a really good assist on that. Uh, was it Fat Pat's goal, Patty Maroon's goal in one of the games? I forget which one. <laughs> so, yeah, I said Pat it three times. <laughs> Maroon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was funny in all the pictures. He was holding up three, and the other guys were holding up two. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I saw him like do some sponsorship for. Uh, like some shave company. Part of me wanted to see him do something for the pens. Cause you know, there's going to be a photo floating around the next couple of days with pee pee pants. So, <laughs> but yeah, Killorn rod in his leg, wanted to skate NBA players getting carted off for yeah, cramps. Freaking massive cojones. Yeah. Cramps. Big I wonder what stones. Aaron was doing. He broke his leg and he didn't skate. Pussy. <laughs> yeah, Aaron. <laughs> but I didn't have surgery. I didn't have surgery, so oh, um, it's oh, different. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm and I'm skating by Aaron as it all ha- is happening. You're embarrassing us, Aaron. Get up, <laughs> uh-huh. Aaron. Get up. You're embarrassing me. <laughs> he didn't have the benefit of a rod in his leg. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gosh. Uh. No, I didn't want to play the week after. I did carry my bag out to the car, though, on the advice of another podcaster. Yeah, yeah. Carry that thing. Who is not a medical doctor. Definitely yeah. not an MD. No. <laughs> Just walk on it. We'll be fine. It's funny we're talking about, like, kind of kill horn with the injury because it's... <laughs> It's well known that Jack Eichel wants out of Buffalo, and a lot of it's because he wants to have this next surgery. Buffalo wants him to do rehab, yada, yada. But then it came out, uh, Jim Rutherford for The Athletic came out with something about St. Louis. Vladimir Tarasenko wants to go because he has no trust with the St. Louis Blues organization and their team medical staff because he has had three shoulder surgeries, and apparently two of them did not clean up slash heal the one shoulder issue he had i don't know if it was a muscle or tendon i didn't read too deep but you know kind of funny how like (laughs) medical doctors at the nhl level 
who performed the first two surgeries for Tarasenko, they didn't find an issue that the third one that he got kind of, you know, third party, if you will, figure that out. Now he wants out. So that's another hot free agent. Well, not free agent, but a guy who's tied up, who's looking to move in a very weird summer. It's going to be because the expansion draft and everything else is fast upcoming. That'll be interesting to see where Vlad goes. I think it's it's a it's kind of a bad sign that this is happening in multiple organizations where the players are losing confidence in their medical staff, the team medical staff. That's that's not a good look. That that doesn't bode well. That that looks like teams trying to push guys to do stuff that's not good for their health or or something like that. Like it does not look good to me, but I don't know. I, we don't have the full stories, of course, and and people are human. Doctors make mistakes. That's why you get second opinions. But it, I think that it's a bad look when it's happening twice, where players are wanting to move from their team because the team isn't treating them right, treating their health right. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah, but with Eichel, there's a lot of other stuff behind that. Like that's, that's oh, yeah, like yeah, yeah. The, that's it's. It's a that's, straw out of many straws on that camel's back. Yeah. That's the beginning of the end. That's the beginning of the end of that story for him in Buffalo. There's all the other stuff that's happened since he got there, right? All the disappointment, all the mishandling of other draft picks that are not, you know, number one, number two picks, uh, all the mishandling of other contracts, uh, all the mishandling of, uh, other acquisitions through trades and and free agent signings, like there's there's a lot of other stuff there for him to be pissed off about as the franchise guy when he was drafted, right? Like they were going to build around him. Well, they never did build around him, and he's getting fed up. And I get that, right? And then there's this injury stuff from a from a player and organization that he's contracted to standpoint they are well within their rights to say you can't you can't go get that second and third opinion you have to use our doctors we will send you to another doctor if we choose to do that right like i from what i read that's how it works so you know yeah it looks bad but I think this is the way it is. And I also think that it's the way it is for a lot of players in that league. And that sucks. But and and it could also be a thing where like we you remember when he was when Eichel was getting his contract situation squared away after his ELC. He kind of made I don't want to say made up a story or made up a narrative, but he definitely let some information go public that got fan bases on his side as opposed to sure. the management side. And I'm hurt and they won't help me get better. That's a great way to get people on your side and make the other side look like the bad guys. And maybe yeah. Tarasenko sees the same sort of thing happening and says, hey, that's a way that I could get out if I want to get out. So, I mean, who knows? It could just be something along those lines, too. Not that I'm downplaying injuries for either of them, but Tarasenko <laughs> has a history too. He he's not the most durable player. He's had multiple injuries yeah. over the last few seasons, and he's missed a lot of time. He's missed playoff time, like mm. so. He's actually been yeah. really injured if he's missing playoff time, right? So 
people could say whatever they want. Like he could say whatever he's saying now. You know, all you have to do is go look at newspaper articles from the last, you know, four or five years, and he's missed time because he's not as durable as, you know, maybe people think, or he's trying to make it out to be, uh, who knows? And, and as much as we don't want to say, uh, oh, guys can lose playing time or roster spots to injury, it absolutely happens, and you can. If you're not available and someone else is, and they contribute and they, they play well, that's the way it goes sometimes. Yeah, you get Wally pipped. Yeah. And, and I know the one thing with Eichel, it's not, I, I don't know why they're bringing it up more. Apparently the surgery Eichel wants, they've done it in other sports. I feel like it's like swimming and tennis and something else. So it's somewhat, I wouldn't say experimental because it's past that stage, but it's a surgery that no athlete in an impact sport like MMA or football or hockey has done. So I think that's why Buffalo is kind of more on the fence of we'd rather you rehab because there is proven documented success in our sport with rehab for this type of injury. I think similar to what Eric said, whether or not, yeah, he's a human being, he's a player, Buffalo owns his rights. He's an asset like in that. And that's kind of the way Buffalo is looking at it to some extent. I'm sure they want to be very open with Jack Eichel is he's, you know, he is a centerpiece of their franchise, but I don't think they want him taking an experimental surgery. He ends up having something either go wrong with it or it goes super sideways, or maybe he's never the same way because of the way the surgery goes. And then they either have to pay him out in long-term IR where they're paying $10 million to a guy who's not even on the roster or, you know, they get a fraction of what Jack Eichel could be or is currently because he is a good player. When he's in the lineup, he makes things happen. I mean, yeah, Buffalo has their own issues, blah, blah, blah. But he's a good player. He is. And I know we kind of bag on him a little bit because he looks like sour grapes. <laughs> I suppose I didn't think about it that way that that. Yeah, I mean, his health is obviously in the interest of the organization. But if your car gets a flat tire and you know that you can replace that tire and the car will be fine, then that's what you do. But if the car wants to do some experimental tire treatment that could blow up the front end of the car and make it not be a car anymore, then, I mean, what's actually in the best interest of the owner of the car? Are right? we talking about like, Kit? Is this yeah, Kit from Knight Rider? Like, no. Kit's like, no. Yeah, that's no but, thing, but. but that's that's, that's <laughs> basically what it is. It's like Buffalo, yeah. <laughs> Buffalo kind of owns his health. So I guess I didn't really think about it that way. But that's a good as bad that's a, as, bad that's a really as good that point. as bad as those as words bad, yeah it's a terrible analogy together but. <laughs> no no like just those words like owns oh yeah, his yeah, yeah, yeah those three words together just sound yeah. so terrible yeah but, owns owns yeah exactly <laughs> exactly it's, but the, i mean it's it, kind of what it is it really is the way it is and and within the contract structure they're well within their rights because i mean he signed the deal so you know it sucks yeah. So if he wants to do something that could jeopardize his health, and that's not good for the org, so right? They're they're going to be against that, or or no. they're they're in they're in the risk management business too, right? So like John was saying, if if reportedly the procedure is not something that would typically typically be done for a hockey player 
because there's better treatment options, they're proven treatment options, then you know that there's less risk there, right? And so they're gonna choose that option. Right. right? So it's not a there it's not a it's not a malicious thing. Like they're not out right. to like make a hurt guy more hurt. Of course not, no. <laughs> But they are out to make that hurt guy get better in a way that they know he's right. going to get better and still right. be serviceable to the still be a valuable part of the team, right? Because he's a talented player, right? He mm-hmm. is ultra yeah. talented, world class talent. Yeah. Like when he skates, he looks like he's sitting in a recliner, but he's passing everyone on the ice. Like mm-hmm. it's so relaxed and just efficient. Yeah. So. You want him on the ice. Oh, absolutely. And I know that's like I've heard I've seen from Friedman. That's part of the thing that's holding up a potential trade is because whatever team Eichel goes to. They not only have to be OK with his medical method. But. Their team doctors have to be on board with it. And I think that, you know, then all of a sudden you're getting multiple sides of hockey ops involved in a trade, which normally does not happen. Normally, you're only looking at what cap space, coaches, and then management. Usually, so those three. Now you're involving all three of those, but now you're bringing in your team medical side of it. They always have a physical, but this is a different side of a physical, obviously, because those doctors know the issue. But then he's going to go get right. Well, again, yeah, again, it's risk, right? So if you if you kind of know that when he shows up to the physical, he's already got this thing. And you know that it's going to require some sort of treatment, if not some sort of surgery. Like, yeah, you probably think about that deal a little bit differently. Yeah, yeah. If I if I buy a car and I know it's got a bad tire, then I mean, you got to get the <laughs> going car back packs. to my analogy. You got to get the car. <laughs> the car's good. Yeah, got to get yeah. car facts. <laughs> <laughs> no free ads. <laughs> no. This Jack Eichel's been in a collision. Oh, <laughs> got frame damage. <laughs> <laughs> we're not making fun of the injury. We are yeah, not making not, fun of the injury. Those, no, we're not, those we're not people. making fun of that. No, not at all. Again, I want to see him play. I think we wish him a speedy recovery. I think he's a great player. Danny, by chance, did you catch Nikita Kucherov's post-game presser? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Do you have any thoughts on that? I couldn't get past his chest hair. (laughs) (laughs) Like, put a shirt on. What did I? What did I say on our text? He was sniffling. He was cold. He was cold. He was sniffling. Florida shirt. No, it's Florida. It's humid. The humidity (laughs) got up in his sinuses and he start you know he was having a problem (laughs) 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 so that'll do it for episode 48 and for the playoffs the season may be at an end but our beers in the lot episodes are not we will still be here throughout the summer giving you more episodes every week so be looking for those every wednesday I say it every week. Maybe this is the week you'll listen. Come join us in Discord. Beersinthelot.com slash Discord. And tell us what you'd like to hear us talk about. 
We also just launched a new voicemail that you can uh, call in and leave us questions and uh, recordings that we can actually play on the show. You can also text the number. The number is 240-457-9970. Call and leave a voicemail. We won't answer, we promise, millennials. You don't actually have to talk to anybody. Or text us, and uh, maybe we'll use some of your content or ideas on the show. But that's all I got for you. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Mm-hmm.